Today's episode is brought to you by the seemingly impossible task of folding fitted bed sheets. Thank you. Hi pals, I know it has been a while since I've put anything out. I feel like I started this podcast and then sort of dropped from the face of the earth. The timing was a little bit awkward due to the holiday season, and then I had plenty of post-holiday obligations, and a new school semester began for me. I finally feel like I've had a good pace to start adding things back into my routine, and so I'm really excited about that. There's also been a little bit of hesitancy on my part. Doing something like this, podcasting, requires that I'm saying something that I think other people are interested in hearing while talking about something that I'm also interested in. When I think about healthcare, I think more about the science and tradition behind living. I feel like the upkeep of the body and the mind is a constant cycle, and it's affected by every single action that we take. And having this perspective makes things a little bit different in the way that I aspire to live my life. Seeking out the knowledge that I need to give me better quality of life is a huge part of that, and it's a part that I thoroughly enjoy. And that's what makes some of this podcast a little bit more difficult for myself. I feel like self-care has become more of a trendy topic. It's so easy to go out there and find all sorts of fluff about why you need to start drinking cucumber water or the 10 best places for a relaxing getaway. These things offer suggestions that are great, but don't tell us why we are the way we are. They don't dive into why the body needs to stay hydrated or what happens when you don't take a break and put yourself in a cycle of mental exhaustion. With this podcast, I do want to go deeper than that. I'm sure that other people want to as well, especially with the rate that we're inundated with all sorts of different things online. This podcast is called Solitude because it's about one thing. It's about you. I want to make sure that as I'm putting the episodes out there, that I'm allowing people to take a more dynamic dive into what makes you, you. Solitude is a podcast where I discuss you, the individual. Topics will definitely vary, but will always fall somewhere in the realm of self-care, alternative health, and self-awareness. With that said, I am not a medical professional, and everything discussed on this show will be from the perspective of my personal experiences, educational background, and research conducted by myself. This episode is called New Year, Same You. Without fail, the new year brings a sense of urgency to society. We emerge from the holiday season overtired, overwhelmed, and overindulged, and we try to hit a reset button on our lives. Some vow to break bad habits, some commit to new adventures, and some swear off of daily comfort. This ice-cold separation from our past selves is a harsh reminder that we're not living the lives that we want and we feel as if the only way to rectify it is to shed everything that's been keeping us together. The New Year hustle is apparent everywhere you go. I've worked at several fitness clubs as a manager and as a class instructor. During the holidays, it's always dead silent while people are preparing for family to come in and all of those things. Then, once January 1st hits, everyone and their mom is at the gym attempting to sweat the disappointment from their pores. 
and then after about a, two weeks of seeing people that I didn't even know were members of the gym, there would be a drastic tapering off of attendance in group classes and all over the gym. Then regular members, of course, were happy about this because they no longer had to fight the crowd. But you always wonder what happened to all these people that were here and able to come and trying to make a point to come the first two weeks of the year and then are suddenly gone. As with anything, people do require time and routine to lead productive lives. Practice makes perfect and all of that. Unfortunately, on a mental level, the time and routine are the hardest parts to establish because life hardly seems routine and waiting is not a part of our nature. Successful lifestyle change takes a sort of will that almost seems alien. And for our ancient ancestors, it was a necessity. It wasn't something that they had to debate doing. It was survival of the fittest. Early humans did not have sugars to cut back on or TV time to limit. Quality of life was the same as do or die. So what brought us so far away from being able to focus on our needs and get things done? The easy answer could be technology, but what exactly about technology? There are so many things that are fairly recent invention, and they're an absolute benefit to leading healthy lives. Things like modern medicine, cleaner living conditions, easier methods of transport, tools that make working less strenuous on the body. When these things are used the way that they're invented to be used, though, there's still nothing but a supplement, an item that's elevating our capabilities as human beings. That means that the shift that causes us to be so different from those that came before us is one of a mental capacity. See, we're using these tools to accomplish tasks that we're naturally incapable of. This gain of physical ability translates to power. We see ourselves as more skilled or more fit. In Gunstroms and Steel, Jared Diamond refers to his time living amongst the people of New Guinea. For over three decades, Diamond was able to garner a dual view of modern Western society and New Guinea's native society. It was of his opinion that despite their lack of technology or what would be considered advancement in Western society, the New Guineans were not only more intelligent, but they were more attuned to their surroundings and better able to express themselves. Yet, of course, in Western society, we do have a perception of people of native society being less capable. The only time that they displayed something that maybe would hold this theory true is when it came to tasks that were ingrained in Western culture. Here, the New Guineans often displayed poor performance. The truth is, is that Western society trains its people to perform certain tasks from birth. Therefore, you become more proficient in many different areas, but they're really specific areas. And the main difference among them is the accessibility to technology. Without the distraction and assistance of technology, the burden of survival lies completely on the individual. And this is where the New Guineans would thrive. From birth, they're not overwhelmed or distracted by things like televisions or phones. The most important years of their development are spent learning to provide for themselves and enhance their chances at survival. So what does this even have to do with your New Year's resolutions? There are habits that are ingrained into the way that we people of Western society live, and in order to change our relationships with food, exercise, entertainment, and discipline, we do have to understand that, and we have to understand that we're working to break so much societal conditioning, things that we've been immersed in since we were born. 
Before a lifestyle change can be made, a change in mentality must be initiated, and you have to have a wider, more personal conversation with yourself and assess if you have the mental strength and will for change. Lifestyle change can be a big thing. In the world of health psychology, a lot of time and resources have been put into understanding how a person is able to initiate and achieve change in their lifestyles. Of note is the study and analysis done by James Prochaska and Wayne Belliser. In 1997, Prochaska and Valliser outlined the trans-theoretical model of health behavior change, and this was published in the American Journal of Health Promotion. Over the course of several years, it was observed that when deciding to make a change in lifestyle, we go through several defined changes. The trans-theoretical model, or TTM, outlines these changes as pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and termination. I'm going to go through all of these stages, and I find it really important, especially to acknowledge the time frames in which it's average or common for people to sign into these stages. It allows you to put a better scope on how long it actually takes to make a change and have that change ingrained into your lifestyle. The first stage is pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation is when the individual has no intention of making a change at all. This could be for a number of reasons, but is often attributed to lack of motivation or education. Here we see people thinking, you know what, I might have some bad habits or things that I don't really like about my lifestyle, but I really don't think that it's necessary to do anything about it right now. If the individual does recognize that a change needs to be made and they intend to do so in the next six months, then they would have graduated to the contemplation stage. Here, one will weigh the pros and cons of making a change, and this could result in a period of procrastination. So that is why the six months is the normal time frame that it takes for someone to go through this entire stage. The third stage is preparation. Here, intentions are set to make the change within the next month. There are serious plans that are being put into action to make this happen. So maybe hiring a personal trainer, going to see a therapist, things like that. It's common for an individual to announce that they're going to make this lifestyle change or, like I said, seek assistance. Next is the action stage, and this happens over several months. When you're in the action stage, you know that for the last several months, you've already been implementing the change in your behaviors that you need to. These are definitive changes that show commitment and growth. In the maintenance stage, the change has become more of a habit. You're now working to maintain the progress that you've made. It's kind of your new normal. And then in the final stage, termination, the individual has absolutely no desire to relapse into their past bad behaviors. Getting here can take several years. It's a place that the thought of going back to how things were is not even an option for you anymore. During emotional highs and lows while you're in the termination stage, you don't reach towards those past bad habits. It's not something that you even consider part of yourself at this point. And implementing the process of change, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't even happen in just a year. It takes a long time, especially 
getting yourself in the mindset of making that change and then actually getting from the point that you've initiated the change into where it becomes more of a habit, where it becomes something that you feel like is just the way that you live your life and you have no desires to go back. That takes several years. Now, when you consider the goals that you've made for maybe 2018, maybe even just for the month or the week, and mind you, I'm not excluded in the hordes of people that look at the new year as a new opportunity, there are always things that I want to improve about the way that I live my life and the way that I treat myself. And as I'm growing into myself more and more, I recognize that the things that I'm most unhappy about in my life are things that didn't happen overnight. I know that there's not a single solution and I've built habits and have flaws in my lifestyle that keep me from being my best self. When I take this into account as I'm thinking about making these changes, I do have to acknowledge that the change itself is going to take me time. Just like I know that there's not a single solution, getting away from everything takes strategy and it takes clarity. And this acknowledgement is something that we as people are capable of feeling on an instinctual level. The New Guineans were noted to especially be aware of their surroundings and their physical and mental faculties. Yet, as Westerners, with the distractions that we have in our everyday lives, our senses are dulled. In order to initiate the process of change, it's required that one takes time to understand their needs and ask themselves, what is it about the way that I'm living that requires a change? There are an endless amount of actions that can contribute to what one considers an unhealthy or a stagnant lifestyle. Earlier, I did make the comparison that the quality of life is almost the same as do or die. And by this, I meant that societies that live simpler lives understand that their bodies are more than a vessel. From your toes to the top of your head, your body is performing functions that allows you to navigate the world. And yeah, there are so many advancements that we have access to that can easily take the burden of poor physical health or mental health. But if you can avoid it, that shouldn't be your first line of action. It takes a lot to learn how to care for and optimize our bodies and minds in a way that can facilitate our goals. But this route of self-improvement is a longer lasting and more sustainable way to go. You have to keep in mind that you do have a whole lifetime of conditioning that you're working against. Short-term solutions and fast fixes don't have room here. The idea of starting the year with an automatic ability to completely abandon bad habits is not a realistic starting point. It's all a process that requires discipline and knowledge of what you're trying to achieve is extremely important. As people of Western society, there is a sense of false capability that has been bolstered by our accessibility to technologies that help us elevate our quality of living. Oftentimes, in order to be successful in the level of change that we might want to achieve, the most important adjustments have to be made to your mentality. Adopting the mindset of those that have been raised without an abundance of technological interventions can be incredibly helpful. Acknowledge that you have many natural capabilities and skills and work to improve those. Study, train, or practice to the best of your ability, and once you've built a routine that's focused more on your natural capabilities, assess what you really need in the way of supplementation and then introduce it sparingly. 
there's still so much time to take advantage of the year, so much time to make these decisions and start implementing change. And maybe your new year has already hit a sticking point or you need a boost to keep up with your development. Take a step back and get to the root of what you're trying to achieve. Start over if you need to even. You have plenty of time. I do want to give a big thanks to everyone listening this week. Like I said earlier, episodes will be available again uh, weekly, and so be watching out for those. The podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, and it's also on my website. You can find info about the podcast and everything else at www.unclearmind.com. And also, please like the Facebook page at Solitude Podcast to get updates. Until next time, I'm Tatiana, and this is Solitude. Solitude.